0: Welcome to The Profit Podcast, everything NFL and fantasy football related, all season long, with your host, Calvin Wright. Hello everybody, welcome back to The Profit Podcast. It is October 30th, we've still got one day of October, I think, Uh, right, uh, 30 days has September, April, June, and November, all the rest have 31, so yeah, we've got... One more day of October, Halloween tomorrow. I'll say February, which alone has a lot fewer. Anyway, that's a good song. Anyway, so today we are doing the five player podcast. I am going to be getting into Mark Walton, Devontae Adams, Le'Veon Bell, Jalen Samuels, Zach Ertz, George Kittle, Kenyon Drake, and Odell Beckham Jr. Still not sure why it's called the five player podcast. I called it that the first time and for some reason haven't changed it, even though I'm talking about routinely 9-10. to Anyway, so let's just hop right into it with Mark Walton. Now, I understand the hype around Mark Walton. He's a starting running back in the NFL, which those are pretty hard to find on the waivers. But here's my big issue with him, and this is why I'm not buying in. Mark Walton does not get to play the Miami Dolphins. See what I did there because he's already on the Dolphins? But that's actually my big concern. The Dolphins' schedule, it isn't particularly great. And with how awful the team is, I don't see a whole lot of stealing for him. Now, because he catches the ball or sees targets, he has some interest in PPR leagues. Now, if you're devastated with injuries and buys, uh, he's worth a look. The Colts and Browns, those are his only two great matchups. Uh, Colts, they're not even that great of a matchup. Browns, that's the only really good matchup. But against the Colts and even the Browns, I don't think they'll be able to run the ball much because the other team's offense will be able to dominate their defense. And for some reason, it seems like Kalen Bolage is the goal line back for some reason. Now, if you want, you can save him for weeks 15 and 16 when he plays the Giants and then the worst rush defense in Cincinnati Bengals, but I really doubt you're going to be playing Mark Walton in your Super Bowl if you've made it that far. So he's worth a stash if you really need a lot of running back help, but I'm not particularly interested in Mark Walton at all. I I haven't picked him up in any leagues I'm in, which probably means he's going to go off against me this week. Moving on, Devontae Adams. Now, as I've said in the past, it's frustrating. We still we're still not really sure when Adams will be back, but it looks like it's coming soon. I think he may play this week, and if he is, I'm starting him. Obviously, I expect him to be a top five, maybe top three wide receiver once he returns. He's looked good when he's played. Rodgers, he's balling out that offensive is clicking. And there's obviously still a need for him. It's not like he went out uh, in week four and uh, Ellen Lazard or Jake Kumro stepped in and was suddenly the new Devontae Adams. They've just been kind of using the using everyone on that offense, spreading the ball out. But there is obviously a need for him. They're needing that wide receiver one. I think he comes in, returns to that role, and is suddenly, once again, you know, Devontae Adams of the past, and I think it's going to be great. So he's got some juicy matchups down the stretch, which makes this even better. He's got the Giants and the Redskins. So if you can still buy him, I would. But at this point, I think if anyone stuck with him this long, they would be hesitant to trade him now that it looks like he's coming back. So the next player we're going to be talking about is Le'Veon Bell. Oh, boy. It seems like I say this literally every week. I, I say, buy low on Le'Veon. This, his time is coming. Yeah, it's going to get better. Yet things, somehow, they keep getting worse. Is it time to panic? Uh, yeah, it was time to panic after Darnold got mono and the second-string quarterback snapped his ankle in half. We saw the O-line. It was nothing compared to the offensive line in Pittsburgh. And then Adam Gase came out saying he didn't want Le'Veon Bell on the team anyways. We get it, Gase. You don't like good players on your team for some reason. But we've been panicking. We've uh, been saying things will get better. And I still believe they will. Yes, Bell, he's not going to finish as a top-five running back. And yes, the Jets, they're much worse right now than I anticipated. I was a big believer in Sam Darnold, Le'Veon Bell, Robbie Anderson. However, five of his last eight matchups this season are against incredibly bad rush defenses. He's got Miami twice, which, that's beautiful, the Redskins, the Giants, and then, drumroll please, the Bengals. (laughs) So give me any running back with that schedule. I don't even care if it's one of the most talented running backs of the decade. Any running back can feast on that schedule. So if you haven't already, one more time, buy low. He put up dismal week on numbers this past week, 12 total touches, and there were rumors that he traded some owners that are unsure about him going on. But try as hard as you can to buy low, and honestly, I'd give up a lot for a running back of his caliber with this schedule. Bell, he's going to be a league winner because he's going to end up on a team that didn't waste their first round pick on him. In one league, I actually have Bell and Christian McCaffrey because I was able to trade, and that's what you got to do. You're going to win the league when you have essentially two first round picks. That's what you have to do to win a Super Bowl. You have to get the good pick in round one such as McCaffrey and then trade for someone who's underperforming so that by the end of the season you have two first round picks that are performing as first round picks and Le'Veon Bell is that guy this year if you can buy him low do it right now even if it takes a bit to uh to buy him even if you have to give up some good players I would still do it because Le'Veon Bell is going to win you the league this year so Jalen Samuels that's the next player we're going to talk about. Now, Jalen Samuels is a good stash and a must-own handcuff if you own James Conner. Now, if you need insight on the injury with James Conner, I highly recommend checking out Fantasy Docs. His podcast is a great podcast. He gets into the all the injuries. He is actually a certified doctor. He says he expects James Conner back this week, and if not this week, next week. Now, James Conner, if he is to miss times, Samuels is a must-add, especially in PPR leagues because we've seen uh, Mason Rudolph, he loves those running back dump-offs. But if Connor is playing Samuels, he's not really startable at all. Now, if you have room on your bench, I'd still grab Jaylen Samuels because of how often Connor misses time. It's sort of like a Matt Breida situation where he's great, and then third, fourth quarter goes out with a leg injury, or a, you know, he's just always banged up. It seems. And if you do own Connor, Samuels has to be on your team. He's one of the most valuable handcuffs in the league. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about the trading with it. Uh, if you have opponent with James Connor. I would still try to grab Samuels and try to package Samuels in a trade using the leverage of, I've got your valuable handcuff. So I think Samuels, even though I'm not starting him really, I think he is worth picking up. So now I'm going to get into some tight end. Uh, I haven't really talked about tight ends on this show ever because kind of gross. But Zach Ertz, he's a tight end we're talking about now. He's one of my favorite buy low candidates. He's already kind of considered a bust by the fantasy community, and Dallas Goder, his counterpart, seems just as good. However, he's still a top 10 tight end, and good tight ends, they are hard to come by. He faces the Bears this week, then a bye, and then the Patriots. Those are not good matchups. And at his value, it's gonna continue to plummet. But then he gets the Seahawks, who are the third worth third worth. Third worst tight end defense, Miami, and then the Giants, and then the Redskins, and then the Cowboys, and then the Giants again. Which all of those are great matchups or solid matchups. And I think as his value continues to fall over the next couple of weeks, he could be a great steal, especially if your team is already good and just needs a tight end like so many of us do. The pinnacle to buy low will probably be during the bye. Since people, they usually look one week ahead, they're going to see the Patriots in his next game and say, oh, crap, I need to get him out of my team. But you just have to buy before the little MIA in lime green shows up in their matchup because then it's too late. So those are my thoughts on Zacherts And kind of the same with Dallas Godard. I think Dallas Godar is worth rostering and starting a lot because they're running a lot of two tight end uh, sets, and I think both Ertz and Godard can produce well over the back half of the season I think it's Goder, Godert. I know it's not Godert. it's Goddard or unless it's French and it's like Goddard so George Kittle he is who we are talking about next now George Kittle he's ranked sixth tight end right now not awful of course but not quite where we expected him or wanted him to be if we drafted him in that third round now I would be trying to buy low on Kittle as soon as possible Although he's hardly a full-blown buy low, he's he's about to go beast mode and destroy everyone in his path. Now, we all know Kittle is good. Uh, PFF, Pro Football Focus, has him graded at a 93. If you don't really know what that means, it means he's officially really, really good. But let's take a look at his rest of season schedule. At this point, the schedule, it becomes incredibly important with playoffs happening soon and the trade deadlines. So he's got (laughs) <laughs> this is a beautiful schedule, one second. Arizona, the worst tight end defense. Seattle, the third worst. Arizona again. Then the Packers, who are the fourth worst against the tight end. And then the Ravens and Saints, which aren't great, but, you know, Kittle would be fine. Then he finishes with Atlanta and the Rams. That is an incredible rest-of-season schedule. That's kind of the Le'Veon Bell schedule of tight ends. And... I'd be buying low on him. Uh, if you can buy him as the 6th West tight end, it's a steal. Now, I don't bet money, but I would bet money that Kittle finishes the season as the tight end one from here on out. I think he is about to explode. So even if it's not really a buy low, I would just buy George Kittle as soon as possible. because before, I guess, tomorrow night, since that's the Thursday night against Arizona, which I think was when the, you know, the full-blown breakout happens. So let's go on to Kenyon Drake, my favorite country. <sighs> Sounds like a cool rapper, Kenyon Drake. I don't know. Or maybe like a steakhouse. I don't know. Anyway, he's a bad running back. He's going to the Cardinals. Gross. I. It's a gross situation. Now, I'm kind of a believer in Drake's talent. He's kind of been stuck on really awful situations his whole career. And we're not really sure what's going to go on with David Johnson, but this it's not suddenly Drake's backfield. There's still Zach Zenner and Alfred Morris, the Ageless Wonder, who's kind of like the great value version of Frank Gore. Now, I don't expect David Johnson to be back, you know, as soon, as soon as some people do. I think it would be really stupid if they play him tomorrow night. Why would they? They're out of the playoff contention based on their division. And with his contract, why not save him for next year? He's going to be around a long time if david johnson if he is even placed on injured reserve which not really expected i'm still not super excited about kenian drake the cardinals offense it's kind of fizzled out after a really it's a real it was a really short firework it was like a one-week firework. I was very excited for one week after that game against Atlanta. Then I realized, no, that's just Atlanta is awful. Anyway, the Cardinals, their offense, it's faltered recently. and the backfield, they don't pl- face a plus matchup until week 15 against the Browns. In fact, five of their next seven matchups for the running back are against top 10 rush defenses. So he may be worth a stash if you really, really, really need running back help. But I'm not wasting a waiver pick on Drake, really. Um, oh, that's why he sounds like a rapper. <laughs> his name is Drake, <laughs> and a country because his name's Kenyan. Okay, that's stupid. Okay, Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> okay, moving right on. Odell Beckham Jr. is someone I'm actually targeting in a lot of leagues. After Denver and Buffalo uh, and the Steelers, he faces practically only great matchups. Now make sure you're ahead of that trade deadline, but I'm willing to trade now and cry my way through two or three weeks and then play Odell Beckham Jr. against Miami. Seems like Miami is just, if there's a crappy player who plays Miami, I tell you to buy low. I should patent, patent my podcast I'm just telling you to buy low on players who play Miami. But then he faces Steelers again, who not who are, they're surprisingly good. But then he gets the Bengals and then the Cardinals and finishes things off with the Ravens, who are actually not a great defense at all. Now we all know Odell Beckham Jr., he can do damage even in tough matchups, but but I expect things to turn around soon for the Browns simply because of their schedule. They've got a Joe Flacco list Denver. I think they win. Bills, a loss probably. Steelers, a win. Miami, a win. Steelers, a win. Bengals, a win. Cardinals, probably a win. Ravens, probably a loss. Now, that's six wins that I think will happen. And any win for the Browns, I think we see a lot of Odell Beckham. So basically, here's my bold prediction for next year and this year. The Browns, they get a cakewalk schedule, people will turn to Kareem's, Hunt's return to his gluing the offense together or something. They'll barely lose to the Ravens and miss the playoffs for a second straight year, but they'll do well enough that they don't fire Freddie Kitchens. And then they'll acquire Antonio Brown in the offseason and be deemed Super Bowl champions and then flop again. So thank you for listening to The Profit Podcast, as always. Make sure you follow on Instagram, follow on wherever you're already following, because that's what I'm supposed to say at the end of these. And if you enjoyed it, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And hope your, uh, hope your Halloween goes well, nothing too spooky. Uh, hope you get some good candy. Or just buy your own candy and save yourself the walking. Anyway, hope your matchups go well. I will be getting to all your start and sit questions on Friday's podcast. So hit me up on Instagram and I'll get into them in depth. All right. Have a good week. Bye-bye.